chapter four, the power of principles. But this is sort of going back to your your son, Greg, um, the outside inness. Mm-hmm. When going back to your son, when he realised his trophy or whatever he got from school didn't yay didn't buoy him up or give him very much at all mm-hmm. really because what was out there wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what the yeah and the, the very last sentence on page 45 the first page of the chapter it says your happiness security and okayness doesn't come from outside you so it's not vulnerable to anything outside you is like you know to me one of the most powerful sentences (laughs) you could read yeah yeah the fact that it's not coming from there means it can't be taken away yeah 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 and it's also very freeing yeah to know that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the 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 idea that you can't be a victim of circumstance yeah is um it's interesting because you know i think in my own experience too i don't know if it's just part of being human or what but like sometimes i want to be a victim of circumstance or i seemingly want to be <laughs> um and, and and I like to surround myself with other people who will agree with me that, uh, <laughs> that it's, it's all their fault. It's all their fault, or <laughs> how hard done by I am by my circumstances, or uh, you know my boss is a jerk, or um, you know I, I I can't believe they they played me that way, or they did did this to me, um, and get people to agree that you know oh, yeah that's terrible. Um, Anyway, it's like you said, Lynn or Elaine. It's it's so freeing when you can fall out of that and realize that that's not how it actually works. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the interesting thing for us as coaches when we're with people and they turn up with that mm-hmm. because people turn up with stuff, you know, oh, my boss is a jerk, or you know, my wife did something mm-hmm. yesterday to annoy me, like brushing her teeth while I'm on my Zoom call. And and there, what happens when we don't? I'm going to say play into it because that's you know that basically is what it is. So when yeah. we're not responding as they want, mm. when we're not sympathising, and when we're not doing any other other things, it's it's kind of curious to see what where people go. Mm. They fall out of it pretty quickly because um, what they expected didn't happen. And somehow you can see people's brains going somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. their mind takes off somewhere else. Or if you even think about kids when they're look when they're having a tantrum and they want a reaction and nobody's paying any attention, they go, "Well, oh, this is a bit boring. Yeah. Uh, I might as well run somewhere and kick a football." Or how quickly they fall out of it. It's exactly that. It's um, yeah, you can't can't blame blaming that stuff. Or it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. If you don't feed yeah, the yeah. monster, the monster goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feed yeah. yeah. And oh, that's a great one. Don't feed the monster. Don't we do that? Yeah. If we don't feed our own monster, the monster goes away. Yeah. And and how, like you said, you know, for perhaps for well, for us coaches, and obviously what we we're hoping to to give out there to the world, you know, like Greg, you're saying, you know, that this, you know, our perceptual experience is a hundred percent man-made as one of them. But like Jamie says, it's mm. time and time time and time again in the same way at, at you know this 
it looks to me, for as far as I've got now, that this whole book is based on only two things, which is one, our experiences, 100% health-made, man-made, mind-made, mm. if you like, and that we believe that it's always something to do out there, so it's inside out, you know, it's something to do with our circumstance. That's all we need to know. Mm. That's it. Two things. And the mind itself then will go up, go go off and make a million different shades and nuances of anything that looks different to that. Mm. But and as Lynn started off saying, you know, and all we do as coaches is well, all we do as coaches, which clears up a lot of issues for ourselves, is look at that. Mm. That's all we do. And like Jamie has, I'm just looking. Well, including including the index at the end, three hundred and thirteen pages, and he beautifully actually goes through, you know, every single possible nuance of just two things, mm. which I think is just amazing. Yeah. But how it's 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 we ourselves in this mass of stuff that's going on on a moment to moment basis that we think is that we misplace let's say, in our understanding and misplace it in our, even in our interpretation of a feeling, um, we so, we're so clever at doing that. But what we're talking about is two things, mm -hmm. two things in this whole world. And I'm and just in that, and I'm just looking at the, on the, on page 46, he, Jamie does the, the comparison flat earth versus spherical earth mm. story and the ge geocentric versus solar centric story mm. and how just it kind of it's the epitome of how ridiculous we all are because indeed today I still would say the sun rises or the oh that's a beautiful sunset it's a beautiful sunrise I still do it mm. and it still looks like that to me, indeed, on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't particularly worry about whether I've said it or seen it or not. But if you get my drift, but of course, we, we do this on a day-to-day -day basis about other things. Mm. And, you know, I have no doubt that the Earth is round or spherical or, as Jamie calls it, an oblate spheroid. Not Jamie, it's considered an oblate spheroid. I have no doubt at all. But, like... Who knows? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know like, there's something that come up where, you know, who knows? And some people think it and, and like really believe it. Mm. And and we do this for less or more things on a second to second basis. But all we have to do is look at two things and point somebody in that direction so they can see it for themselves. Yeah. It reminds me of, I watched Jamie do a coaching session and the client was sharing her story with him and he, and he whatever he responded was pointing to how experience is created. And she goes, well, I knew you were going to say that. And he laughed and he goes, well, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, you know, there's, there's nothing new to point at. Like the, that's how it works 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it just reminds me how 
uh, you know, I guess, I don't know if this is like a human nature kind of thing, but like we struggle with simplicity. Like it can't be that simple. Mm-hmm. It has to be more complicated to, than that. So, so rather than accepting the simplicity of it, we need, we need to figure out a more complicated solution because it can't actually be that. Yeah. Simple. yeah. Yet it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you. I don't know if it was before we started recording or, but at the beginning, Greg, when you were talking about creating <clears throat> and mm. how much you love creating, and and that you don't really have a lot of thought attached to it, so you're not. It you. It's such a joy for you. You're not attributing, overthinking to it. Mm. Um, whereas for someone else that's going to bring up a whole shitload of overthinking because it's not, it doesn't appear to be simple. So for you, that's, you know, here's some, if we're talking about simplicity, here's something that appears to be, uh, and I don't mean simple in terms of it doesn't require work and skill and technique yeah. because clearly it does. But but if we're talking about simplicity, and we, I'd say we all look at simplicity in a different way. Everyone has a different view of simplicity. So to talk to, 10 people about simplicity they're gonna they're gonna roll up and have something different to say about it mm. um, and i have no idea where i was going to go with that i've lost my train of thought <laughs> so we can maybe cut that out the two the uh, the and elaine back to the two things and that's that's what struck me from page 47 i haven't highlighted much in these paragraphs but just the the the, the examples of the two mistakes and the examples under the two mistakes, we can just think of so many things. I mean, we could write lists and lists and lists. We tend to mistakenly attribute our uneasy, unpleasant feelings to something other than the principle of thought taking form in the moment. And there are only four things listed there, but we could list so, 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 so many. On a daily basis, Mm. we could list so many. I mean, if we had to make a list tonight of the things that came up, you know, as we're going to bed, throughout the day it would be wow so long and then on on the opposite side and and that was your your chat earlier Greg about you know you want to bask in the love of your family and think it's because Mm -hmm. of them and you know naturally and and by the same token we're saying you know we think of all the good things and the nice things and we're attributing those feelings to the nice things and the good things you could make a great big list and so it's there's some something about you know, just even in the noticing of those mm. for me and and uh, being conscious. And I, I love this because our experience is mind-made. I love that. I, mm. I think that's just such a cool one because our experience is mind-made. On the next page on 48, uh... I think this is the first mention of one of my favorite metaphors, the snow globe. Mm. And uh, just when you were describing Lynn, my, like my state of mind when I'm in my creating mode, my snow globe is so calm. Like there's not a flake of snow to be seen. <laughs> um, and uh, and for other people, when they're attempting to create, their snow globe is a blizzard. <laughs> um. And I love that metaphor just because it's it's so uh, I don't know relatable um, that you know when the the 
the nature of the snow globe is the only way to get it back to clarity is to leave it alone. Yeah. And back to that, that's actually so it's so precious. And uh, I had the experience of this, thank you, Elaine, yesterday, um, where I I had been searching for an answer to something. I had been for quite some time and I and I literally could not grasp it. I couldn't see it, it wasn't available to me. And I kept looking and looking and looking. And it wasn't until, and neither Elaine nor I can remember the question that she asked, and it doesn't matter now, but whatever question she asked caused, and, and I, I had a physical feeling of, um, when we talk about the iceberg melting away, mm. I actually had a, I felt like stuff was flying off my shoulders. It's mm. until things just settled. And in that, in a moment of settle, a word jumped out at me that I had to write on the page and that word, just one word released me from the snow globe was was so calm. But the sheer the searching for, whereas I'd shaken it up, it was really shaken up and I was searching, I've got to find this, I've got to find it because I can't move on. And as soon as everything just settled down, it was like, oh wow, it's that thing. And just to see that thing. And it's, it's, you know, it's just a word came to me, but attached to that word was so many other things. But I couldn't get, I wasn't going to get there by searching. Mm. I, I wasn't, I could have spoken to 50 people and, and asked the question or asked them to ask me a question. I wasn't going to get there by searching. It was like I was pushing it further away. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it, yeah, it's such a precious space to be in. And I, I believe, Lynn, just as you brought that up, upon which, but only after, you took action, yeah? Mm. Yeah. And how how often we, we get that all back to front, you know, we think we've got to start digging or climbing or scraping or, or, or doing or to be able to get there, but the there comes before. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, as you know, I couldn't take action. I wasn't comfortable in making a decision because I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. see that I had done. Yeah. I couldn't see the path. There was something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but what we're looking for is something to do. Oh, I can't take. Yes. I've got to, I, for what am I going to do. do then? And and we even you know pose the question to somebody like, well, what am I going to do? Well, hang on a minute. We need to get somewhere else first. Yeah. yeah. Which again, yeah. Jamie points to. It, Almost in every paragraph, yeah. You know, there's, there's something about that. It's about the order of things, if you like, in 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 the human experience. But he, he keeps on, you know, uh, incessantly pointing at, mm. and 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 as human beings, we in in our human experience, it looks like we really have got it upside down. And, and and keep on attacking from the same the same viewpoint, the same idea, the same thing. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And the amazing thing is we keep on doing it. You know, that's the most amazing thing. <laughs> Who said if yeah. um 
if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. Who said that? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, was it Henry Ford or somebody? Oh, I think it might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking. <sighs> on, uh, on page 49, yeah. in the behind the scenes, so this is, I guess, the first time Jamie's mentioned Sidney Banks' name in attributing the, you know, the credit to him, the the three principles and the experience that Sid Banks had. But I, I love the way Jamie phrases and positions the principles here, like thought mm. is the reality principle, yeah. consciousness is the experience principle, and mind is the power principle. Um, yeah. I think it's a very concise way of, of relating to the principles and explaining them in a way that makes sense. Um, so I, I really appreciate that, that part of it is particularly when it comes to working with clients and trying to explain the principles to somebody who's not familiar with them. I'm going to use this page, I think as a, as a reference point to go, to go back to for myself. Um, yeah, it, it, to me, it makes it more, um, it's helpful for us in that it makes it a little bit more tangible for mm. people. I think that that's the correct word for it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it makes it more tangible. Yeah. And I, especially his uh, explanation of mind, the power principle he calls it, and he gives us a few different words that we can use. So power, life, force, universal mm -hmm. energy, chi, chi, however they pronounce it, nature, the great spirit, God, the no thing, evolution, random chance, and so on. And I, I add to that cow and the void, mm -hmm. for example. But I, I love that because it removes any other belief that you might have because many of us are in the search for that spiritual wellness but it often I see that they're sort of dogmas that keep you in so we're either searching for God or we're searching for chi key or we're six and it it I find that this is so universal in that there is no universal yeah. Yeah. sense beyond this and it it automatically makes just the information words written on black and white on paper available to anybody without exception mm. and and you know he infers with the and so on quite simply that you know the choice is yours we're talking about one thing and one thing only and it is, it tr transcends culture, politics, geography. It transcends everything. Yeah, which is what what what. Yeah. And you and you can call it what you want, like what, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with. <laughs> um, yeah. And you don't have to get in a debate with people over calling yeah, yeah. it one thing yeah. or the other. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. And you know, even as simple things like, oh yeah, you've got. To, I've got to do meditation. Mm. Sort of thing. That's the only thing that's going to work for me. And somebody else is saying, "Well, I've got to be doing." Then oh, forgive me. It doesn't mean anything. PRX. I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know. But it, it that automatically segregates. Yeah. But this unifies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think just from that um, point of view, it it makes it more relatable and inclusive. 
you know, to, it's yeah. people that, yeah, there's no argument. It's not my yeah. thing, your thing, your belief, my belief. It's, mm. it kind of yeah. just is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. On page 50, I've, un I've highlighted the beginning of a, a sentence here before the principles of flight. It says, principles are a source of massive leverage. And uh, and then this the story under the, the principles of flight that talks about the Wright brothers discovering the principles of aeronautics. Like the, um, you know, once you understand the principle of something, your, your capability, your ability to, to then build off of that and use that to your advantage or to get leverage is huge. Like, uh, and I think that that's been my experience going through this journey of, of all these programs with Jamie and reading this book is the deeper yeah. my grounding and understanding of the principles behind clarity gets the more leverage I have when I'm coaching clients. Yeah. Uh, Cause I can rely on those print, like the, the, by the, their very nature as being a principle, like they're, they're always on. They're always available. They're always working uh, to to within their specification. Kind of like you know, there's you can rely on it all the time. Yeah, and it, it's, yeah, and and again, how he makes it available to anybody. Just just his writing and his his. It, it, one point, he also makes the same you know same sort of comparison with gravity. Mm. Well. Because again, because this originally is, is it is a difficult concept to grasp. It mm -hmm. is, you know, and day to day, the three of us sometimes just don't get it. So mm -hmm. that makes it even more difficult. You think, well, there's like there's no hope here. <laughs> and and indeed, you know, living in a world that is made of objects and things and people and things that you can indeed physically touch makes something that is formless really difficult to sort out in your mind and you automatically try to create something formful to be able to understand it because that's how we work but how he makes it you know that the, the example is how he describes you know gravity well we we still can't see gravity but what we can see is the effect of gravity mm. so which automatically in this case if you compare it Okay, that's okay. So I just actually don't have to see it. Yeah. But I can see the effect of it. So if his comparison is, you can see, you see the apple falling off the tree. Therefore, we know gravity is true, but we still haven't seen the gravity. And here we can see the effect, like my personal, my, uh, the effect that my work experience and life experience because of my understanding now of this are beginning to show an effect in my bank account. Mm. How's that? There you go. Uh, That's tangible. You know, and, <laughs> you know, and that is very, very tangible. And on the full understanding, of course, that every time I look at my bank account, it can't make me feel good or bad. I get that. But that was the, you know, the, it's the apple against the bank account. They're both very, very tangible. Yeah. <laughs> Subject for another day, Elaine. <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> to be continued. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting because the next thing I, I highlighted wasn't until page 52 under the factory settings. I love this. Mm. Um, yeah. Inner security and well-being are the default setting for people, expressions of our true nature, natural state where our minds are clear and free from contaminated thinking. And yeah. that, to me, that just it speaks volumes because when we when we think about when we're in that contaminated thinking and all the stuff that's going on and where we're getting messed up and confused and stuck and yeah. Um, just knowing and going back to the principles being a given, knowing that these are, you know, if you th if we think about a default setting on anything, you know, okay, I've, I've got to press the reset button because everything's gone a bit haywire. So if we if we had a little, oh, wouldn't that be cool if we had a little reset button? A little reboot. Yeah. Oh, reboot. Yeah, that would be very <laughs> cool. And, and we go back to factory settings and we're, you know, like the eight-month-old baby or however who's just going about their business, not worried about a bloody thing, mm. not thinking about anything. You know, I, I just the notion of factory settings and having that as a default is, yeah, brings some sense of calm to me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that's available yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, I love that. It's the factory settings, the de default setting. Um, You know, the idea that it's already there. It's like it's kind of like the the metaphor of the the blue skies uh, when the when the storm clouds roll in. Like the blue sky is still there. You just can't see it. Well, the, our mm -hmm. default settings are still there. We just sometimes can't see them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think th just on the page before, I think is the first time I recall Jamie introducing the concept of subtractive psychology mm. as well. So it's you know the subtractive nature. Lady you described it earlier metaphorically with the the iceberg metaphor and then things flying off your shoulders like that's when you yeah. when that contaminated thinking um goes away you're left with your factory setting like it's the subtractive nature of, of this understanding and that's you know clarity inner security and well-being it's uh it's pretty cool mm. Yeah, it is. And, and again, just sort of admiration for the book and, and for Jamie again, how 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 simple it, it actually is and how simply he sets this out. Mm -hmm. Um clear, precise, you know, no. And 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 indeed I'm kind of thinking that the the nature of this material let's say the subject itself is already clear it's already clarity mm. that is its nature mm. um, and, 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 and Jamie's writing seems to reflect that in some way I um looked at the um what are they 
charts take the table. Mm. Love these tables, um, actually. Yeah. Um, I actually read every word on that table yesterday, which was the first time I'd ever done that. Because normally I see that and I read the, a little bit of it and I go, yeah, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> but yesterday I, I, I actually went through it all and I was, uh, there's so much in here. I mean, it, it does yeah. look like a lot, but very powerful information here to go to be able to refer to. Uh, and I, I think in terms of working with other people, the, these charts are they're they're like gold. Mm. <laughs> they they really they're they're precious because um, in having conversations with other people, it, if you start from the the other side, not from the deep diver, but what it drives. Mm. Uh, you know, when you think about the things that people uh, come to talk to us about. If we look at in the what it drives, they come with, oh, you know, I'm lacking confidence. I, I'm a poor decision maker. Um, I'm, I'm not taking advantage of opportunities. I, um, I, something happens and it takes me weeks to get over it. Somebody upset me too. So there are so many things in there, and and if we work backwards, in terms of looking at how we get to. And I, I don't want to call it a solution, but hmm, what would I call that actually? Like a place to point them, I suppose. Mm. I, I yeah. think that's that's what I see in that. It's like the place to point them. So if you're talking to a business person and they're saying, oh, I'm, I'm just looking at the connection one, which struck me this morning. Um thinking about the organization or the customers and the culture. Uh, if if those things are broken, if if there's something broken at that end, if you know we're not meeting our customers' needs, we're losing staff, um, we're talking about our values and and um, ethos and we're not demonstrating that. The the brokenness there is all the way back to connection. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, of that there is no doubt. Um, and what what he says there in connection is the genuine connections with other people, leading to stronger relationships, clients, colleagues, friends. And we can take that into our whole life. So I, I kind of was interested to start at that side and mm. and work my way back. Um, there, there's so much in there. Yeah, it's almost like every problem someone comes to us with. We can look down that side and go, yep, there it is. We can, yeah. we can go and explore that, be curious about that. You know, I love that approach. Side. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, like it's all yeah. what you described in terms of thinking of like the opposite of the what it drives as being the problem that's being presented. Yeah. And, know, and then that points to, oh, that's a clarity problem or that's a connection problem or that's a resilience problem. Yeah, that's really clever. And so I would encourage everyone who's listening to this to spend some time <laughs> uh, going through these tables. Um, and uh, I'm going to do it again myself. Um, because there's, yeah, there's so much great mm-hmm. information in there. Yeah. Well, in the yeah. interest of time, uh, how about we yeah. jump ahead to the thought experiment for this chapter yeah. and then we close it out. Um, so I'll read it read on page 57 thought experiment. I invite you to open to the possibility that the qualities people prize most highly 
clarity, creativity, love, peace, presence, and freedom, to name just a few, are traits you already possess. How surprised would you be if you were sudden, to suddenly realize these qualities are your natural state when there's nothing else in the way? I'm always surprised mm. <laughs> um, when I come back to that or to this thought. Um, and the more I come back to it, the more qualities I see, which is kind of nice. Mm. And as a final thought, just one, there was one word that, was out of tune for me again. Looking, looking at the language, nothing else. Not, not, not really at the co the concept we're talking about, mm -hmm. but at the language, which was the word prize. Mm -hmm. So I, um, with the thought and thanks to everything I've learnt today, and on the understanding that indeed, you know, that I own myself and my energy and everything else that I do. Um, and therefore, I'm always in control of myself, what I do and what anybody else does has nothing to do with me. Mm. So in in my humble opinion, the word prize for me needed to be replaced with cherish. Mm. That's the only thing I have to say about the <laughs> thought experiment. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be value, or it could be, I mean, it probably could yeah. be. Well, obviously, yes. Many obviously, things, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to go to the house, surprised, and, and I think it's interesting when we think about that. And... I can't, when we go through some of these things, I always think about children. I, I, I just always think about children and looking at little people and how they are and how whole they are and free and just all of that. And that is, to me, that's, you know, we were those little people. We still are. They're still there. We're just bigger now and grown and whatever. But we started out as that little person. So how can it not be there? Mm -hmm. It hasn't been taken away over time. It ha it has to be there. It's, it was there from the beginning. It has to be there. It's, nobody reached in, took it out. So, but it's we lose sight. I think is what happens. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's not. I'm not surprised because I've been um, involved in in pursuing this understanding for a couple of years now. But the, the thing that comes to mind in terms of this is just constantly remembering that the people that I work with, my clients, or, you know, even not working with the, you know, my family, my kids, like it's there and everybody, like we mm. can rely on um, these capacities that each of us have for clarity, for resilience, for insight, Um 
you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, the pounding of the, the 100%, um, you know, 100% confidence that people have these capacities yeah. at the heart of their being is, uh, I think where the leverage of these principles really comes into play. And it's fun. Like when you, it's almost, um, I think about when I'm working with somebody like this notion, like, um, you know, no matter how dark and gloomy it might look for that person, I know something that they don't yet know or that they've lost sight of, which is that um, they have it within them to have an insight and a realization that will change everything for them. And what we can rely on that, Craig. Yeah, the word that's coming up is like ho- the hopefulness of of, yep. of this whole thing. So, you know, why don't we end it on that note? Next time we'll pick it up on chapter five. And thanks so much, guys. It's been so much fun. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great. Great work.